No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today, we see where Israel turns from the Lord, so he delivers them to the Philistines. Then, the angel of the Lord announces the birth of Samson. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Judges chapter 13 on Simply the Bible. We come today to one of the most fascinating and paradoxical characters in the Bible. We continue in Judges chapter 13. Again, the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord, and the Lord delivered them into the hand of the Philistines for 40 years. We come to this depressing phrase, the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord for the seventh and last time in Judges. Consequently, God delivered them into the hand of the Philistines for 40 years, the longest period of oppression recorded in Judges. Incidentally, our word Palestine comes from this word Philistine. The Philistines originally came from Greece and occupied the coastal region of the Mediterranean in the territory of Judah. Now, there was a certain man from Zorah of the family of the Danites whose name was Manoah, and his wife was barren and had no children. And the angel of the Lord appeared to the woman and said to her, Indeed, now you are barren and have borne no children, but you shall conceive and bear a son. When God wants to radically change the culture, he gives a baby to a couple. Sometimes he even sends an angel to announce the baby's birth. This happened with Abraham and Sarah, Amram and Jochebed, Moses' parents, Elkanah and Hannah, Samuel's parents, Zacharias and Elizabeth, the parents of John the Baptist, Joseph and Mary, and here with Manoah and his wife were not given her name. God places great value upon children and a child brings the potential of new hope to a new generation, especially a child who is obviously chosen by God for a special purpose before he is born. However, since God knows all our children and grandchildren before they're born, we ought to seek his heart for them. As soon as we know that they are coming into the world, what are their gifts? What is their calling? Why is God putting them on the planet? He knows. Verse 4. Now, therefore, please be careful not to drink wine or similar drink and not to eat anything unclean. For behold, you shall conceive and bear a son, and no razor shall come upon his head. For the child shall be a Nazarite to God from the womb, and he shall begin to deliver Israel out of the hand of the Philistines. This boy would be a Nazarite from birth and throughout his life. The instructions for the Nazarite were given in Numbers 6. This was a vow of consecration. That is, a person could voluntarily choose to be consecrated or set apart to the Lord. Usually it was for a limited period, say six months or a year. The person couldn't eat anything from the grapevine. No grapes, raisins, wine, vinegar, or grape juice. He couldn't cut his hair. And he couldn't touch a dead animal or person, not even a close family member. 
Now, in this case, their son would have no choice. This would be the order of his entire life. He would have to be taught by his parents the rules of his consecration. The angel's instructions were first for the woman, as she would be consecrated also, at least during her pregnancy. She could not drink wine or eat any unclean foods. Of course, modern science confirms that what the mother puts in her body while she is pregnant greatly affects her unborn child. This child would begin to deliver Israel out of the hand of the Philistines. The complete deliverance wouldn't occur until the time of David. It is interesting that God's method to deliver a culture from sin and oppression is through consecration. Some teach that if we want to reach the world, we must become like the world. But the opposite is true. If we are consecrated to God, then he can use us to bring deliverance. For it's not by our strength or ability or wisdom, but by God's Spirit working in us and through us to reach others. Verse 6, So the woman came and told her husband, saying, A man of God came to me, and his countenance was like the countenance of the angel of God. Very awesome. But I did not ask him where he was from, and he did not tell me his name. And he said to me, Behold, you shall conceive and bear a son. Now drink no wine or similar drink, nor eat anything unclean, for the child shall be a Nazarite to God from the womb to the day of his death. We can't help but admire the relationship of this couple. For even in these dark days of Israel, here was a married couple who trusted in the Lord and respectfully communicated with each other. The woman told her husband everything that had happened to her and all that the man said. Then Manoah prayed to the Lord and said, Oh, my Lord, please let the man of God whom you sent come to us again and teach us what we shall do for the child who will be born. Manoah didn't question the validity of his wife's experience or what the man said, but he knew this would be a great responsibility and he wanted a personal confirmation of how they were to train their son after he was born. So he prayed and asked for another visitation from the man of God. At this point, they didn't know he was the angel of the Lord. His wife only said that he had a countenance like an angel, very awesome. And God listened to the voice of Manoah, and the angel of God came to the woman again as she was sitting in the field, but Manoah, her husband, was not with her. Then the woman ran in haste and told her husband and said to him, Look, the man who came to me the other day has just now appeared to me. So Manoah arose and followed his wife. When he came to the man, he said to him, Are you the man who spoke to this woman? And he said, I am. Once again, the angel came to the woman, but this time she ran quickly and brought back her husband. Manoah said, now let your words come to pass. What will be the boy's rule of life and his work? So the angel of the Lord said to Manoah, of all that I said to the woman, let her be careful. She may not eat anything that comes from the vine, nor may she drink wine or similar drink, nor eat anything unclean. All that I commanded her, let her observe. Even though his wife was barren, Manoah expressed faith that the man's words would come to pass. He asked what the boy's rule of life would be. But there was nothing for the angel to add to what he had said previously. 
The rules of the Nazarite were already spelled out in the law, and his wife would also have to eat a restricted diet. Sometimes we ask God to give us information that he's already spelled out in his word. We just need to read the instruction manual. Verse 15, Then Manoah said to the angel of the Lord, Please let us detain you, and we will prepare a young goat for you. And the angel of the Lord said to Manoah, Though you detain me, I will not eat your food. But if you offer a burnt offering, you must offer it to the Lord. For Manoah did not know he was the angel of the Lord. Now in that part of the world, there was this rule of hospitality. And if somebody came to you, you needed to feed them. But the angel said, I'm not going to eat what you give to me, but if you want to give an offering, give it to the Lord. And Manoah didn't know that the man of God was the angel of the Lord. We believe this was a pre-incarnate appearance of Jesus Christ. Sacrifices shouldn't be offered to angels, but they can be offered to Jesus. Verse 17, Then Manoah said to the angel of the Lord, What is your name? that when your words come to pass, we may honor you. And the angel of the Lord said to him, Why do you ask my name, seeing it is wonderful? Manoah wanted to honor this man of God after the words came to pass. But he just said, Why do you ask my name? It's wonderful. The Hebrew word that is translated wonderful is the same word that appears in Isaiah 9.6. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Who is the Wonderful Counselor? None other than Jesus Christ. So Manoah took the young goat with the grain offering and offered it upon the rock to the Lord and he did a wondrous thing while Manoah and his wife looked on. It happened as the flame went up toward heaven from the altar, the angel of the Lord ascended in the flame of the altar. When Manoah and his wife saw this, they fell on their faces to the ground. When the angel of the Lord appeared no more to Manoah and his wife, then Manoah knew that he was the angel of the Lord. Now they finally realized who this was and they fell to their faces because they believed they had seen the face of God. And Manoah said to his wife, We shall surely die because we have seen God. But his wife said to him, If the Lord had desired to kill us, he would not have accepted a burnt offering and a grain offering from our hands, nor would he have shown us all these things, nor would he have told us such things as these at this time. Reason won the day. Manoah's wife realized that God wouldn't have allowed them to experience all these things if he was going to kill them. God reveals his word to us and he gives us a brain. He wants us to believe in his word and use our brain. That is a great safeguard to us at times when we might panic. Jesus said, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives, give to you. Don't let your heart be troubled nor let it be fearful. So we have the word of God to be a comfort to us through every storm. We just have to believe it. So the woman bore a son and called his name Samson. And the child grew and the Lord blessed him. 
And the Spirit of the Lord began to move upon him at Mahanadan between Zorah and Eshtael. The name Samson means like the sun. No doubt this reflected his mother's desire that her son would bring light to these dark days of Israel. The Spirit of the Lord came upon other judges in Israel. Samson is the only one of whom we are told that the Lord blessed him. As he grew older, the Spirit of the Lord began to move upon him, and he was off to a great start. If only his life would have continued like that and ended the way it began. But that's a story for another day. I can relate to this story of Samson simply because my grandmother used to tell me that the most important thing was consecration, being consecrated to the Lord, recognizing that we belong to him, that we are to serve him, that he's put us on this planet for a reason. And we're not going to know what that reason is, nor are we going to follow it unless we daily consecrate our ways to him. God help us to be consecrated to the Lord. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to previous episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. Next week, we'll see where Samson falls in love with a Philistine woman and all the drama that occurs as a result. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of Judges on Simply the Bible. Simply the Bible.